Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You know, so what I was telling you guys is nobody really loves super cold weather. You know what I mean? Like, you mentally convince yourself you don't mind it and that the other guys are colder than you are and you don't wear sleeves, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you don't like it. It's funny. I was, what I was telling you guys is the coldest game I ever played was when I was playing for the Buffalo Bills. And I can imagine you guys are nodding your head like, yeah, that makes sense. But it was at Cincinnati. Oh. And I guess it's one of the ten coldest games in Bills for – 2004. By the way, that game was also the game where Jason Peters, our rookie tight end offensive lineman, blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. The same Jason Peters that say. still played for the Seahawks <laughs> this year. <laughs> 20 years later. Wow. Which is insane. But anyway, here's what's crazy about that game. It was so cold that after the game – you had to start with a cold shower. So imagine being <laughs> freezing. It was like the wind chills were like in the single digits, right? So imagine being freezing, but then when you get in there, if you had if you took like a hot shower, it, it like your skin would sting. Mm. You had to start with like um, you know, Tap water, like, I can't think of the, the phrase, but like room temperature, Lukewarm, like yeah. room temperature water, and then and then go up to having it be warmer because it's like your skin stung so bad, I, which is what those guys are going to be going through Saturday night. It's funny because I'll be in the booth Saturday night, for fun, so people can't catch me there in KC. Obviously, you'll have your great uh, radio crew there, but I, I'll be on the national call with Kevin Harlan, which will be great. But when my boss called me, I knew this weekend that I was going to have one game in the booth and one game on sideline. And he called me and he said, all right, I got you Saturday night in Kansas City. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I thought it was going to be sideline. Thankfully, I'm in the booth for that one, and I'm on sideline the next night in Detroit in the Dome. So it couldn't have worked out any better for me. I just, uh, like, I always think of like Ross when like first, like just think about the idea of trying to tackle Isaiah Pacheco on that weather makes me wish for my own death, just like for, for that alone. But then I also think it is not something that we overplay. It is hard for a team who lives and practices in Miami all the time to then come to a city that is this cold. I don't think it's an accident that in their last 10 games in weather below 30 degrees, they're Owen 10. I think there's something truthful to like, when you're a dome team or when you're a, a super warm weather team coming to towns like this and playing football's hard. Yeah, no, there's no question. And honestly, I know there's a bunch of guys for the chiefs that are from the South. And I know there's a bunch of guys for the dolphins that are from the Midwest or Northeast or whatever. Right. But your body kind of gets used to what it's accustomed to all the time. I saw this a couple weeks ago. I did the Bears-Falcons game for CBS. And on Friday, it was really, really cold in Chicago. And they practiced outside. 
You know, no, the guys were bundled up, but they practiced outside. Atlanta cannot replicate that. There's no way they can do that. So then Sunday, the game comes around, and it's windy, and it's snowing. And the Bears, you know, not that, not that they're, like, loving that it's cold or snowing, but the Bears, at least their body was accustomed to being outside and even practicing and playing football in those conditions, whereas the Falcons, not at all. And, you know, everybody's looking for these small edges, you know, in these games. We know how close they can be. I think that's a pretty significant edge, and I think it's critically important. This will be, I'm giving you guys one of my keys to the game before, before the broadcast even starts. The Dolphins really need to get off to a fast start because I've seen this movie before. If the Chiefs jump out and get up by two scores, man, some of those Dolphins are going to start to think about how um, they can't wait until the game is over and they can go back down south. Because here's the thing, too, that's crazy. Yes, players want to make the playoffs. And, yes, they want to win the Super Bowl. And I think the Dolphins are talented enough and had a good enough year that those guys really believe that they can get that done, for sure. But, man, the offseason is pretty cool, too. And I know fans don't always want to hear that, but these guys are going from working seven days a week where every minute is accounted for for going on almost six full months to then you get three months off, totally off, to do whatever you want, whenever you want. So all the team that didn't make the playoffs, they're bummed out, and they were bummed out Monday. But, like, those guys are loving life right now. Like, it's two <laughs> days later, they're back wherever they want to be in the off season, and they're like, they slept in this morning. Like, they're loving life. We're talking to our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. What's your view of the Chiefs, though? We haven't checked in with you in a couple months or maybe a month plus. And now heading into the postseason, they're the three seed. Uh, you know, they, they have, I think it's the third best odds to come out of the AFC, not the normal one or two. They, you know, they're 10 to one to win the Super Bowl. How far do you think the Chiefs can go? Well, I think they can go to the Super Bowl. I think they can win it. Now, that doesn't mean they will, but as long as they have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and to a somewhat lesser extent, Travis Kelsey, I'll probably feel that way every year when the Chiefs make the postseason, right? It's kind of like, I mean, they're not quite there, but it's kind of like a Brady-Belichick thing where as long as they're in the tournament, no one's going to want to play them. Like, no one's like, oh, yes, we got the Chiefs, or hopefully we played the Chiefs. Like, the Bills are on a really good run right now. And I'd be very surprised if they lost to the Steelers on Sunday. Very surprised without T.J. Watt. But they're not happy that they might have to play the Chiefs in the next round. Like, they're, not, they're not looking forward to that. I'm pretty confident they'd rather be playing Tua and the Dolphins again as opposed to having to play Mahomes and Andy Reid because they know what that's like. And also the Chiefs, no matter what the weather would be like in Buffalo, the Chiefs are kind of used to that. So I think they can go all the way. I don't think they will. Um, I'm really curious to see Patrick Mahomes actually play a road playoff game. Sure, us too. For once. And, you know, because of my faith in Mahomes and Andy Reid and a healthy Kelsey, I do think that they could go on a run and win two or three or maybe even four games and win the whole thing. But I also got to kind of trust what we've seen this year 
which is it just hasn't been very good on offense. And whether you want to say it's the receiver drops, and that's a big part of it, it's the O-line issues at tackle, and that's a part of it as well. It just hasn't been the same. It just hasn't been as good as it's been the last couple of years. And I think it's unlikely that they would go to Buffalo and to Baltimore in back-to-back weeks and win both those games. Certainly there's a chance, but that would, that would surprise me. Now, what's really in their favor and huge for them, I mean, how about it working out that the, the worst year for the offense in the Andy Reid-Mahomes era is also the best year for the defense right when they needed it, right? Mm-hmm. Like right when they needed it. Because, guys, if this was an average defense this year, the Chiefs would really be in trouble. But the defense has given them a chance to win some of these games and to be in this position that they're in. Speaking to our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker, insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. I want to ask you about the coaching positions inside the AFC West because I, I was kind of stunned the Titans were willing to move on from Mike Vrabel, and now I'm trying to decide who ends up with the Raiders and who ends up with the Chargers. Do you think Vrabel or Belichick or some of these other big names that are out there now actually find their way to the AFC West? I think it's possible, yeah. I think especially those two you just named in terms of Rabel and Belichick with the Chargers. I do not think they'll go to the Raiders. I think the Raiders will hire Antonio Pierce. I think the Raiders are going to act like they're talking to these other guys so that they can sell to the fan base, hey, we talked to Harbaugh, we talked to this guy, we talked to that guy, but none of them were as good as Antonio Pierce. They're, they're not going to make the same mistake twice that they did with Passaccia. You know, they passed up Passaccia, who they should have given a three-year deal to and give him a chance. They passed him up to bring in a big name in McDaniels, and it blew up on them. I'd be stunned if they don't hire Antonio Pierce. Stunned. I just can't imagine Mark Davis would make the same mistake twice. But he's going to play the game, and he's going to interview some other people so that you know they can sell it the way I just said. The Chargers are interesting because they have a reputation as being cheap when it comes to coaches, right? Like, there's a salary cap floor and maximum for players. There's not for coaches. And so that sort of, um, in the mind of the owners, like, comes right out of the bottom line. And so there's kind of a belief that the Chargers are always going to want, like, uh, a cheaper head coach, a newer guy that's not going to command as much money. I wonder if that changes or not. I wonder if they are willing to pony up more for Belichick or Vrabel, or if perhaps Belichick and Vrabel are more willing to go to the Chargers because they already have a quarterback. I mean, you look at all these guys, all these open jobs, right? The Falcons, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Titans, we think the Patriots. What do they all have in common? None of them have a top 20 quarterback. It's that simple. None of them have a top 20 quarterback. But the Chargers do. The Chargers actually do. So I wonder if Vrabel or Belichick, I mean, they're already making a ton of money. Like, I wonder if they're willing to take less than maybe they could get from another franchise to go somewhere where they know that the quarterback is in place. The issue with the Chargers, I don't know how much you guys have uh, dove into this, this was the all-or-nothing year. I mean, you look at how much they're over the cap next year. You look at the – they have, like – five guys both edge rushers both wide receivers who cap numbers are over 30 million next year i think like it's a mess they mortgaged 
a lot for next year. And it's actually smart by the GM Telesco because he's like, hey, that's not my problem. I, I'm, I'm trying to keep the right. job. I got to win this year. And if I get fired in 2024 there in cap, heck, well, that's not my problem. Last one for you, Ross. I think I, I, knew the, I know the answer because you're going to be uh, in Detroit on Sunday in terms of the game you're looking forward to maybe most this entire weekend. You can say I'm sick for this, but I kind of want Stafford to go into Detroit and kind of crush Detroit Lions fans. Wow, you are sick for that. <laughs> it's so That's angry horrible. and mean. They haven't had a home playoff game in 30 years, <laughs> and you want – their former number. Are you like, you, Oh, it'd you, be great. It'd be great though. Ross. Oh, Oh, it'd be fun. Why are you, why do you not like Detroit or the people it, from it, Detroit? It's not the people of Detroit at all. I just, I, so the storyline in general is great. We both agree with that, that Stafford's going back to Detroit and taking on his old team. But I also, yeah, again, it's a little sick, but I also would love for him to go back into that place um, and beat them. Imagine I just, this I love from that. a Kansas city fan, I, Ross, a guy saying. who didn't went 30 years without a playoff winning. And he still wants to see Detroit go down this way. That's wild. No, I, I, well, first of all, I looked at it. It's the, it's the most expensive ticket ever wow. for a wild card game. Um, it is going to be crazy in that place. And I think it's unfortunate that they're playing Stafford. I mean, the only issue for the lions right now is like their corners and their pass defense. Well, good luck mm-hmm. against Cooper cup, Puka Nakua Stafford. I mean, if you would have told lions fans when they drafted Stafford, that this guy will start the first home playoff game since 1993 and he'll win a Super Bowl, <laughs> they would have been ecstatic. And both those things are true. Just for the wrong team. <laughs> That's yeah. All. Just for the wrong team. Ross, appreciate no, it, man. A small little detail there. <laughs> have, a, have a great weekend. Uh, again, luckily you got the booth uh, on Saturday here in KC and then uh, have fun in Detroit on Sunday. Cannot wait. Have a, have a great weekend, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.